0: Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. Joining me today, Micah. What's going on? What are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm sitting in in a friend of mine's basement looking at some awesome deer mounts and
0: couldn't be happier. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, we were originally going to record this episode with uh, Ty Easley uh, with Heartland Bowhunter um, at my house. and his, and his basement puts yours to shame a little bit
1: and nothing wrong with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's got a little more time in it. Um,
0: and we were talking about that. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to have Ty come over to my house and he's going to walk into my basement and I'm going to get really embarrassed because, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm proud of my deer, I, no doubt, but uh, um, his are better. <laughs> well, I mean, he's been putting it in for
1: a long time. I think he said 32 years he's been hunting. He's been hunting so longer than me, for sure. He, he's put in the
0: work and the effort, and it shows. And I'm glad we changed venues because, you know, we, we've we got to see some cool stuff tonight. Yeah, we got
1: to hear a bunch of different stories about a bunch of different deer. So got to meet his nice. dog. She's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice shed hunting dog.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, um, anyway, today's episode, we are talking, like I said, with Ty with Heartland Bowhunter. Um, kind of about learning on the fly. Learning year after year about um, mature deer uh, mature deer that you might be after and in season learning about how you can maybe modify or change what you're doing to to kill uh, the buck you might be after and then we do get to hear the story of um, dreamer of dreamer Yeah, it's one heck of a deer, and I mean, we'll
1: we'll obviously have his handle and everything in the show notes, um, but you guys definitely need to get on his Instagram and check out those pictures and videos that he has.
0: Yeah, that that is a, dare I say, freak of a deer. Yeah,
1: it definitely is. Gorgeous
0: Missouri deer. Um,
1: There's a lot of them hitting the ground right now. A lot of people, I mean... I, it makes me sad because I get on. I Facebook need to get on or, or Instagram. All <laughs> yep. these pictures are dropping, <laughs> and I'm just like,
0: and I'm sitting here like, where the hell are mine? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm ready to take anything. a
1: doe. I'm ready to take a doe, and I haven't even
0: had a chance at that yet. So it's I been was a rough here. Uh, I was hunting last night, and I I texted Andy, and or he texted me. He's like, you seeing anything? I'm like, well, just had a spike walk in. He goes. You gonna shoot them? I'm really thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, yep. That, I'm at that point, which is weird. We sh- it's October, you know, early October. We got time, but but you know, you 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 do. You see all these awesome deer hitting the ground, and of course now we're we're doing a podcast where we got we get to hear these cool stories with all these people, and uh, makes you antsy.
1: Yeah, gets you a little antsy for sure. Whatever. We'll so. <laughs>
0: we'll we'll get it done. If we don't, we're gonna enjoy the outdoors and and have fun either have way. Have fun. So. Anyways, uh, we'll get into this with Ty, if you don't have anything else. Nope. All right. right. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right. Welcome to the show. Got my trusty co-host, Micah, here again. Where's Andy at? (laughs) Doing farming stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he is upset. He's missing this one too. Well, he's going to miss we're a good excited. one. That's for sure. So, so uh, today we have got Ty Easley with Heartland Bowhunter on with us. Ty, how's it going, man?
2: It's going good. Uh, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yep, it's, it's been a good year so far. I'm not complaining. Yeah, yeah.
1: You, yeah, you put in the work and it definitely paid off this year for you. Yeah. yeah. So
0: so today's episode we're we're kind of having this this hybrid Tales of the Chase episode. Right. It's um we're not going to label it as such, but we're we're definitely going to talk about Ty harvesting this this buck he nicknamed Dreamer, and if anybody hasn't seen him yet, uh, we'll obviously show a picture of him and uh, follow Ty's Instagram because, and we'll have you give all that information to Ty. But yep. um, and obviously Heartland Bowhunter, um, what an amazing deer that you were able to to harvest um, last week, or yep, a couple days yep, ago.
2: On, it was on last Thursday. So, so
0: um, we're going to kind of talk about all the things you learn hunting a mature deer Mm -hmm. Um, you've you've known dreamer for years now
2: yep four years yeah yeah so you've
0: learned him and and all these things and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the chess game that you play with deer as they get older you make a decision to allow a deer to 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 continue to mature and they mature in more ways than just their rack size and their body size they also get smarter yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. <laughs> so through those those years with, with Dreamer, you've probably had some some moments where you went, oops, this could be it, or he beat me, or all these different things that go into hunting a, a mature whitetail. And uh, that's what uh, the listeners are going to hear today is the, the process of going through that that uh, four-year hunt. I know you didn't hunt them all four years, but right, right. four-year uh, experience with this deer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: but first, let's. will not you go ahead and introduce yourself? Obviously, we said your name and everything, but uh, tell us what you do and things like that. Oh, yeah. and ask
0: him the main question,
1: and
2: name one thing <laughs> that you love about the Missouri outdoors. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, my name's Ty Easley. I've uh, been with Heartland Bowhunter way back from the beginning. I think 2005 is when we started. So, uh, yeah, it's been <laughs> quite the journey and quite the ride. I I really enjoy both being in front of and behind the camera it's kind of the best of both worlds even when I do kill I get to get right back in the stand again and, and film so I, I love that aspect of it and and I get just as much enjoyment as seeing someone I'm with you know shoot a big deer as, as I do shooting them myself so uh, but yeah I like I said I am I'm with Heartland Bowhunter been with them for 10 years or I guess 15 years it's been Forever. It yeah, seems it's like. been a while but uh as far a as uh, time yeah, it's been a long time. Uh but as far as uh my favorite thing I love about Missouri outdoors is honestly just just getting to share those those moments with people, uh of getting to see things for the first time. Uh obviously more so on the deer and the turkey hunting side, but uh, just getting to see them just get that excitement that you just to me that you just don't get anywhere else you know and in, in life, so yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. One of
1: my favorite hunts that I've ever been on it was me and my wife, I think it was two thousand I think it was around two thousand fifteen or something like that. uh Amy went out there hunting with me, and i I think it was like the second time she's been out, and I killed one of my biggest deer. Up to that point, that night, and it, I mean, it was it was just awesome, just having her right there with me. So oh, it. Yeah. It's really enjoyable to take people out there. I love taking my daughter.
0: I know you do the same. You mm-hmm. are, yeah. and, and so, and yeah. I'm really sorry to my sister, but is that the same year that she got stuck in the mud? That is the same year <laughs> that she got stuck in the mud. I believe it was that night. <laughs> I think it was
1: the same night. Was it, it was, really? I think so. So that was
0: really a memorable night. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. So okay. for the listeners, we're going to go off on a tangent real quick, and we'll get back, I promise. But for the listeners um, that might not have ever seen this video, Micah has a hilarious video of my, my sister, his wife, Um, They're walking into their their stand that night, and Micah tells my sister to stay along the fence line or whatever, and she decides to blaze her own trail (laughs) and gets stuck in the mud. (laughs) Like literally stuck. I had to go pull her out.
1: Really? Yeah, it was was pretty funny.
2: Did her boot stay in there? You let her pull her out? Yeah,
1: I had to. Yeah, it it was it was quite humorous. And just uh, the way she reacted was so hilarious. Yeah, I was sitting there on the end. I was like, "Now what did you learn?" Taunting her. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. I I had to have a little uh, fun with it. But
0: (laughs) so that yeah, that must have been. And then he was a beautiful deer. He was. He was, was a nice ten point. So yeah. So um, but anyway, yeah. So. We'll just kind of get into it with with Dreamer. Uh, for the folks that don't know, um, the the buck that Ty harvested is nicknamed Dreamer this year, mm-hmm. um, for good reasons. Uh, me and Micah got to to look at him and
2: put our hands on him. I yeah, might dream about him tonight. His right. <laughs> one heck mine were starting to turn into nightmares from time <laughs> to time. No, it, yeah, it, it he definitely was getting under my skin. I hadn't had a deer get under my skin like that for probably a good three or four years, and 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 it. They can start to consume you, and I try not to let that happen. But it, it just sometimes it just it happens does. when, oh, yeah, when you understand. put that much time and effort into one. It, you really want it to all work out and come together. So. A good put,
0: point to make in this episode is it only takes one time.
2: That's right. Right. You can lose, 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 you and lose. in the end you you're a winner if yeah. it all if it all works out. You can out. lose
0: 999 times out of a thousand.
2: That's right. You're the winner. Yeah.
0: That's what's crazy about deer hunting is they have to win all the time. You yeah. You just have to win once. That's right. And so we'll kind of talk about, um, take us back to the first year you really noticed Dreamer and some of the things you might've started noticing about him that as, and we'll go year by year, but as he mm-hmm. got older, um, made it harder for him to be hunted by you.
2: Right. So what I've learned is every deer, especially mature deer, once they hit to that, five six-year-old seven-year-old mark they're they're all a little bit different uh I mean obviously they all eat and sleep and if you can find those two things but some have a much larger core area some are a little more you know they want to be left alone (laughs) they don't want to be around other deer but it's all about learning uh what that deer is like and what his tendencies are and for me obviously trail cameras play a huge part in it i i mentioned to you guys this earlier that when i first noticed dreamer he was three and a half and he was a nice nine pointer you know 115 120 inches not even a really a big three-year-old but just a just a perfect but what i noticed on him is he just for some reason his face you know had a real beautiful face on whitetail everything was real distinguished and and uh, that's kind of how he got his nickname, Dreamer. He was a handsome man. Yeah, he was handsome. <laughs> and, and it was funny because I'm like, should I name him Prince or should I name <laughs> So I'm thinking of all these names and uh, Dreamer just kind of come to me and I was like, yeah, that, he's kind of like a Dreambo or whatever. But uh-huh. they're kind of cheesy. I know how we get these names, but it's stuck. Hey, it's
1: better than all the Mortal Kombat names yeah. <laughs> like this guy over Dude, here. Dude, you got to throw him under the bus? <laughs> Pick a
0: different theme already. That's all I'm I, saying. I haven't even made it through like ten names yet. It's uh, so much easier. so many
2: more characters you got to I'm use, telling right? you.
0: Yeah, and they just came out with Mortal Kombat 11, so I might just keep going. <laughs> Is All that right.
2: factual? Is that a true statement?
0: Apparently, and apparently, uh, I don't remember who one of the characters are. Somebody told me this the other night. I was talking to him, and I'm like, uh, I'm, see, and I'm picky about the names, too, so I might run through it quick, but <laughs> leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> All
1: right. We're over it.
2: We're over it. But, but, yeah, so I noticed him at three and a half, and and uh, obviously he wasn't really on my radar. I just kind of, you know... Paid attention to him and, and obviously pulled trail cameras, you know, the next year. He he got a little bit bigger at four and a half. He actually looked made a pretty good jump to probably mid-140s at, at four and a half and looked, you know, solid, mainframe, 11-point. Started getting, you know, a little bit more character and, and uh, kind of coming into his own, but... He did kind of disappear on me a little bit uh throughout the summer at four and a half. He kind of moved his core area, which was a little strange because I had just shot a a big seven and a half year old deer right where his core area was and I really thought he was just gonna you know take that over, but for some other reason he didn't. He kind of moved on to a different area so. well and and you don't obviously
0: have to get out information here, but from three and a half um to four and a half, when he became a nice, solid 140 some inch deer at four and a half, mm-hmm. he might have also been hunted by others. Yeah, and that's what you you know potentially see with a deer that as they get older, I mean they have experiences that you might not have witnessed. Uh, he might have had been shot at yeah. at some point at four and a half, and that's very missed. very sure. So I mean, so what what you noticed at, that that three and a half three to to four and a half change was he had a shift in his.
2: His core area. And it really, what, what's interesting, it really wasn't far. I mean, he really, from from where I was running the camera at three and a half, and I did finally get some pictures of him at four and a half, <laughs> but, you know, moving on to when he turned five and a half, I didn't get any pictures at all throughout the whole summer. And so I was, and I had a shed to him, so I had a good idea he was still alive. Uh, but it was only maybe 300 yards, 400 yards, and you'd think, Sure you, enough, you I mean, it, did it didn't have to cross a road, didn't ha- I mean, this is just kind of part of a big thicket, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just, uh, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier too, It to me, one thing I've noticed over the years, because all the farms I hunt, other people hunt them too, I don't have exclusive rights to, to the farms that I hunt, so there are other hunters on there, and I've learned over the years that it's really important to find those creases in between where other hunters hunt, because majority of the hunters that i hunt around and that hunt with me or that you know hunt on the same farm should i say that Mm -hmm. that i hunt on they typically do the same things every year they have their stands in the same spots they're not moving and they're just you know they just don't i mean they they I'm sure. Look at hunting as just more as an enjoyment, getting out. And are, th- are they more just the weekend rifle hunter type? Yeah, type yeah, people, but it's or? all archery, and I mean, they're not saying they're not. Obviously, they're good hunters, but uh, I just don't think they put quite the time as you know, and studying the the trail cameras and studying the deer and the you know the sheds and the beds and just you know, putting all that all the little things together. Right. It's not one certain thing that makes a difference. It's all those little things. Right. Okay.
1: Do you guys uh, just? Side note: Do you guys like come together at all and do any type of like management program or anything, or Typically, is it yeah, yeah, or yeah, just he does what he does, and that's yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I've always been kind of yeah. You know, I get this question all the time. Well, would you kill this deer? I, I to me, I don't know. Would you? Like, yeah, <laughs> it just I, I never. <laughs> answer, i'm if you're happy with a the deer, then shoot the deer. But to me, well, the way I answer it a lot of times too is. If it's a, if I know it's a serious hunter, I'm like, okay, is is this the best deer you have to kill? If if this is the best deer that you have, then ten, yeah, for sure. I mean, why why set your you know sights on something that's not attainable? You'll never shoot anything. Right. Uh, but but yeah, to answer your question, um, we we don't really come collectively together and do that. We kind of the way we separate the property, which works out well for for us, is. We kind of like uh, if it's a hundred acre track, you know, you guys get the back fifty, we get the front fifty. Okay, and that works the best because then when you come on your part, you know, nobody's been on. There. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. can leave it alone. What do you do
0: you can, when you're sitting and you're
2: staying in your stand and you know at five fifteen, Jim Bob? Is yeah. walking through the field and you're like uh well we're, that's that <laughs> we're very i've been very fortunate we have not we've all gotten along everything's that's very good. mutual everybody's very respectful when it comes out i mean obviously if somebody kills one we're letting each other know you know hey you know we, can we go over and you know but it's all real respectful and we've we've haven't really haven't had any problems i think that's the best way if you're hunting property with multiple people is to kind of yeah. you know you know make your own little areas where you you yeah. know where you can and, and, can and be go. in some
1: type of communication with them that's yeah, a, yeah. the old property that i used to have uh well me and my brother used to hunt um we had the numbers like our piece it was only like 60 acres but then the guys around us was like a big 500 acre thing that a few guys hunted or whatnot and we'd have deer cross through us that went onto them and vice versa and stuff like that and so we always we got the numbers to those guys and we always were in contact and we'd never ran cameras cause we had cows on our part, on our piece. So we were just going to get pictures of cows anyways, but <laughs> right. they, would, they would send over and be like, Hey, we got these. We'd like to let this one go if we can. And that sort of
2: thing. So now if, we don't do the camera swapping. Hey, I mean, <laughs> hey that, and that's I'm fine. I'm a little stingy with that. Cause I truly, I, I don't think a lot of the guys even know some of the deer that are Exist. on the property well, to be honest uh, with you. And if if I, I mean, I don't want to, you know, come across being selfish and stuff, but if I'm going to put in our, and I say I, I I mean we, you know, my, my dad and my buddy Andy and, you know, the Mm -hmm. few close people I hunt with. Right. That is a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of money that we put into it. So just to share information, you know, vital information (laughs) freely like that, and just to entice them to be out there and hunt more and pressure the deer more. more It just, it's, it's not something I do. Now, if they're if they're kind enough to share with me, then yeah, I'll, I'll I will share back and forth. But if it's somebody that's just taking and never giving, <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, I get it. you know.
0: But to Micah's point, you know, having that con- uh, you need to have communication some sort of with communication. without a doubt with the guys that you might be hunting the same property or or close, neighboring landowners yeah, um, proximity to. It's it's kind of cool, you know. Uh, before we started, we Ty, myself, and Micah probably talked for 45 minutes before we <laughs> recorded, <Right. laughs> and I was telling you about Ty that that deer I nicknamed Sub-Zero that I was after a few years, and now he's yes, not right, here yeah. this year. Uh, the year I killed the second buck I told you about, uh, so two years ago, mm-hmm. um, the neighboring landowner and uh, myself and Andy uh, communicate, you know, mm-hmm. talk about what we want to do. We have similar philosophies, I guess you'd call it, as, mm-hmm. as, as far as what we want to do. And he, he nicely sent a video that he got of Sub-Zero walking through Nice. And it's just kind of cool to you know have that video if I ever see him again or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he didn't have to do. He was just. Oh yeah. And, yep. and had that video of him. So. For sure. You know you can you can without saying hey he's going to be right here. Right. You can at least still be cordial and, and oh yeah know what's going on
2: and sometimes it just takes that first person to do it right yeah who's, who's yeah. going to open that door because they're yeah. like well I'm not going to share this <laughs> and it is I mean it's tough I mean it's it's very it's very difficult to get a deer to five years old, uh, in the areas I have. I mean, it really, truly is. Yeah. And so when they finally get to that age, you know, there's not many of them around. You, you, it, it is, it's, it's kind of a hush, yeah, hush thing. Yeah, you gotta be and, quiet about it. And, Cause that know. can spread like oh yeah, wildfire. Yep. Yeah, there's no doubt about it.
0: So to go back to what we were talking about, so yeah. sorry folks, but that's what this show is about. We go yeah. off on tangents. Yeah. Um, so three and a half, you you noticed him. Yeah. Four and a half, he made a, a pretty cool jump, and yep. and then he also started changing. Started getting tracker. smarter, and you yep. know, like you said, he he might have been shot at, he might have been hunted that year, and made some changes because of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he gets to five and a half, and and you kind of kind just of lose track of him for a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I lose track of him uh, all summer long at five and a half. So I really didn't at that time know what I was missing, uh, but I, I mean I kept thinking. I would get a random picture. Even even though I'd had a good idea where his core area was at, I thought for sure I was only a couple hundred yards away. I would get some type of a picture. Right. Uh, anyway, and I just, you know, typically run it over uh, uh, Trophy Rock or, you know, something, mm-hmm. you know, some type of mineral site. And anyway, so nothing. So come season, September, uh, still no sighting. About the second week of September, I really didn't have any deer that I was really adamant about hunting or, or killing. So I decided, I was like, well, I'm going to go hang a camera, go slip into where I'm pretty sure confident this bedding area is, or slip on the edge of it Mm -hmm. and see if I can find some sign and hang a camera. Well, luckily, I mean, it didn't take, I mean, I literally slipped in. I had the wind, I usually wait on those days with real windy wind, you know, something Mm -hmm. in my face. Slipped in down the edge of this uh, hedgerow of trees and uh, ran across two scrapes within 50 yards. And I'm like, Okay, here's there's the camera. The, yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty easy. You know, put it, hang it right in between them. I couldn't find it right over the scrape. There was no trees, <laughs> and I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, jam a uh, t post a or tea something. T posts in the ground. You know, making a bunch of noise. So I'm like, I, I found Side a tree. Note, by the it. way, you ever heard of stick and picks? Uh, no, I think uh, Mike had just told me about. I've got four there. of them, and really? I
0: really like them. Do you? Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's easy to carry. It it mm-hmm. collapses. Um, I, I did have one fall down in a storm and broke my brand-new stealth cam that wow, I man. literally had just bought two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it so broke because it got ran over
1: by Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it blew down
0: in a storm and then got ran over by a combine oh, afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, so you do got to be careful with them here and yeah. there, but when you don't have, like, want to lug a T-post in there right. or whatever, you just stick it in the ground, step on it, and they're like 25 bucks. I think Muddy sells them or Muddy makes mm-hmm. them. I'm not sure who, but... See, uh, I'm always wary
2: anyway. of getting stuff stolen because I've, yeah, had, that's a good point. Yep. I've yep. had a lot of stuff stolen, so I try to hide my cameras really well sure. uh, as best as I can because uh, some of the spots I hunt are kind of close to the city, so you get a lot of people just wandering through the woods mm. or cops chasing criminals through <laughs> through your deer <laughs> hunting land, which we've had multiple times. Oh, wow. You Have you had, oh, yeah. So you've had that yeah, on-trail camera? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We've had some pretty crazy stuff, Mike and I both. Uh, but but anyways, yeah, so, so I, I hung the camera there. And of course, you know, with the fresh scrapes, I wanted, I, I'm itching to get back in there and shacking it. So, like three or four days later, I'm right back in, which usually I give them at least a week or so. Mm-hmm. But I went and pulled the card. And uh, first year, the same day I put it out in daylight, just happens to show up a buck named Holyfield, which was a seven and a half year old that I'd had trail cam pictures of for three years that we'd been hunting, but never saw him on the hoof. And I'm like, wow. So, and then going through that night, Dreamer pops up and he's a hundred and seventy inch just giant and right away I'm excited and I'm like, All right, I'm gonna get in on it, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> hunt him and, and now uh, this is at five and a half and this is last season or this. Seasons? was last season. Okay, last this season. This was last year, yep, at five and a half. And uh so I was I was crazy excited. So right away next windy day I get with the wind and you know, wind blowing in the right direction, I, I slip in there, hang a set, trim as little as possible, just enough to, you know, get it get a shot through there, and uh, then, again, what? start waiting for the right wind to hunt it. And uh, we got the right wind, went in, hunted it, didn't, saw a few deer the first time, not much, uh, but the next time in, I saw Holyfield, and it was right at last light. If it had been Dreamer, I, I would have had enough light. I would have shot him. Right. <laughs> but in that situation, Holyfield was, he was a seven-and-a-half-year-old giant, but I, I say giant, he was really, rack-wise and inches-wise, he wasn't much, but— you know, when you got a 170 walking around, you, you, I got a little greedy and I didn't, yeah, I didn't absolutely. take the shot. I mean, I, I was, you know. So anyway, so third time in, um, which was a, you know, it wasn't. I think it was four or five days after my second time in. Uh, we went in, and of course, Holy Phil comes out again. This time, like 45 minutes before dark, and it's just and, plenty of light. And you're filming, I yeah. Mean, we're so filming for the show, and and uh, I mean, I, and I can't. I mean, he literally was one of those. He walked one front, worked one scrape, come back the other way. And he walked in front of me like three times, and finally, about the fourth time, I'm like, I whisper to my cousin who's filming. I'm like. Of course, he's he's in the mic going, shoot, him, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> <laughs> he's in my ear saying this, and finally, I'm like, okay. If he walks back to the right, I'm shooting him. And he goes to my left, and he turns to walk back, and I'm like, okay, you got to do I, it. I, I got to do it. You know, I'm, and yeah, you know, not to take anything away from that deer. I mean, it's a seven, deer. Don't get that old. It was you seven know, year old deer. One of the two year seven year olds I've ever killed. So I mean, it was an awesome hunt. Deer we had never seen before until that week. Saw him twice, and so it was it was an awesome you know awesome story and oh, i've yeah. got sheds to him and so but you know to make a little bit of a slap in the face i go in there about 3 or 4 days after i shot him pulled the card and dreamer was daylighted about an hour before dark the night before i shot dreamer oh, or man. the night before i shot holyfield so <laughs> i was like had i known that if i'd have had like a cell cam right i don't know if i'd have pulled the trigger you know on holyfield that night i really don't I may have, but you know Who, who's to say? It's just the way say. it was meant to be, right? Right. I mean, you get—I
1: mean—Holyfield. I mean, that's seven, like you were saying, yeah. seven-year-old deer. Those are pretty rare in yeah. themselves. It don't right. matter. But you think
0: about decisions you make and um, the the way things end up, right? Obviously, now we all have a crystal ball and know that both of those deer have been taken by you, right? But let's say you you hadn't taken Holyfield that night. Mm-hmm. uh and then he turns eight and a half and is a shell of himself and dies right. of you know did he get the same uh respect and and eternal um uh, what do you call it i don't know what eternal respect <laughs> that he's gonna get <laughs> right and, you know he's always gonna be a deer that now has been um, filmed yeah and he's obviously gonna be uh represented on on your wall somewhere at some point yeah yeah and so you know. If you hadn't have done that and, and went after Dreamer, uh you might have oh yeah busted Dreamer out and you would never see him again. So I mean
2: Yeah, <laughs> you, obviously it worked out. Hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. I believe, you know, God's God God's got it in control of all that. So I just I just here along i just along for the ride and I just, you know, enjoy it and you just you make the best decisions you can make at that moment. And, it and got your butt plumping. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And you did it. There's no doubt about that. We yeah. were we were really excited. That was a he was a great deer, so Yeah. For sure. And so
0: that that's last year, yep. So, what are some things you know, we're obviously going to get into this year? And, and anybody that's listening to this knows that Dreamer took a dirt nap. Yeah. So, um, what are some things you had learned about Dreamer that you really hadn't messed up with him yet? You know, you hadn't, I guess, quote unquote, failed with him. Um, you know, a lot of these deers that, as deer as they get older beat you or bust yeah. you you know and then so obviously he switched he he kind of moved a little bit between four and five mm-hmm. you kind of located him again last season right what are some things you use from learning about him the the previous three years going into this season um as you were kind of making making your plan making your it? plan because i'm guessing he was the, top, li- the tar- top of the <laughs> yeah yeah, the yeah top there the was
2: this year it was I, it was pretty much him or nothing I mean for me I I you know and I hate doing that I, I've i done that I, probably about two years out of the or probably three years out of the 30 years 32 years I've been bow hunting mm-hmm. and it, it, it it's a struggle when you do that when you just set your sights on one deer it can be pretty difficult but I really felt he was very killable uh just because his core area was pretty you know relatively small so so at the end of last year after after I see the trail cam photo after I kill Holyfield and everything uh, I actually got an opportunity to hunt him late season so I knew he was going to be in that area but again now I really didn't have a whole lot of food sources Uh, we did make one uh, late season uh, Boontown boneyard plot which has got the turnips and radishes and stuff and brassicas in there and they were a lot of the deer was the only plot that they were really hitting so i mean they got once december hit that thing was lush and it just got hammered in december and uh i hunted him a couple times on the plot a couple times over there where that scrape line was at and that scrape line was kind of in between uh the plot and his bedding area so it was kind of a transition zone Mm -hmm. um but anyway so i never saw him Uh, so you know you could say that, oh yeah, I never really beat you, but was you he know, still I showing up? Him. Was he still showing up on trail cameras? Yeah, I probably got at least probably five different daylight pictures of him in December. Really, throughout they were just December,
1: happened to be times you weren't out but there. He was, or? Yeah,
2: he was just never real regular. Um, he might disappear for a couple of days, but I think his core—I I know his core area was pretty small. But you know, just like with them big deer do, I mean, I literally without trail cam photos, I would never even know the deer was alive. I mean, yeah. from three years old on, and even even seeing him as a 3-year-old I'd had no idea if I I'd just saw him as a 5-year-old that that was the same right. deer it, without having trail cam pictures of it. so
0: i mean in essence he was winning right i yeah. mean you were hunting him oh yeah and and yeah he was getting the best of you i mean you hadn't seen him it sounds yeah, like yeah he
2: hadn't seen i hadn't seen him i was hunting him with the right winds um So there's sometimes, you know, I'd want to go in with the wind. What You get those. So the spot I had set up was any east wind I could hunt him with. I'm sorry, any west wind I could hunt him with. But it seemed like I, so I went back and I start, which I really didn't discuss with you guys a lot. But this year, right when season started, I went back and I pulled every daylight picture I had of him. And I broke down what the wind was doing in the morning, what the wind was doing in the afternoon, whether you're daylight in the morning, whether you daylight in the afternoon, I kind of look at uh, uh, the barometer, pressure, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I do you write that stuff down. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote this stuff down, and this year I did it. I mean, I literally broke it down every day. So when I broke it down this year, I noticed that he was using it almost exclusively with east winds, which <laughs> was a big slap in the face right away. <laughs> I'm like, how am I ever going to kill this deer? If right. He's using it with almost east winds, but. So, but what I really look at is when I, when I, any, every day I look at the wind, obviously. Where, where am I going to hunt this afternoon? Where am I going to mm-hmm. hunt this morning? I always look, first of all, what the wind's doing that morning. Because if there's this wind switch in the middle of the day or something, I look at where the deer are going to be bedded that morning with what wind it is. And then I determine, okay. Where am I going to hunt that afternoon? Where is he bedded at right now where I can slip into without disturbing him so mm-hmm. I can hunt that afternoon? So with Dreamer, the way I had it figured is if I could catch him with a northeast wind in the morning, some sort of a east wind, he usually bedded on the north side of this hedgerow with some sort of a north wind with a northeast wind. And that morning I killed him. It just happened to be a straight north wind. But just enough to where it wasn't out of the west. You know what I mean? Right. So... And then it switched more to the northwest and west that afternoon, which is just what I needed. I needed a northeast in the morning, switched a westerly in the midday, and then, and it just it happened to be like that. So, you so really, you really got to
1: have all your t's crossed and i's dotted and stuff to be able to put all that
0: together. I mean, yeah, yeah. And so he's winning, but. It's kind of like a, you know a game of chess, right? Mm-hmm. I I prefer checkers. I'm not smart enough for <laughs> right. chess, But oh, uh, <laughs> darn, I, I kind of like chess myself. <laughs> um, you're you're playing this this game with him back and forth, mm-hmm. um, not seeing him, and then you go back and start looking at, at trail cam pictures. Which I I'm the same way. I run this little property. I'm hunting now. I've got six cameras on. Less than ten acres of timber, <laughs> uh, right? Just, you know, you trying to figure them out. i have tried to cover everything. I cover it all and cast a wide net. But right. I, what I don't do, at, which is kind of stupid, I save pictures, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't write down that information. Yeah. And so I can go back and go, yeah. Well, he was here on ten two, ten four, ten eight.
2: Yeah. Whatever. And I don't do this with every deer, but if it's but him, this this type yeah. of a situation, when it gets to big deer, that's when I do it with. Because usually. What I've noticed is usually within – if you can find that bedding area and then if you – like for Dreamer, okay, so I, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. I, I don't know if I should go back, but <laughs> so basically – We'll jump around. And yeah, worry. so let me let me go back just a little bit before I go on from there, but so at the end of uh, last year – I hunted him in, in uh, December. He ends up breaking off one of his uh, brow tines on his right side as G1, and it was about it was split. So it was about 11 inches of antler, which I know not a big deal. But in the same breath, here it is mid December. He's got a good opportunity to make Makes it. Most yeah. likely going to so, make it. Yeah. yeah. So I, at that point, I was like, you know, I'm going to let him go. I, I've killed a nice buck this year. I'm I'm content. I'm happy. So anyway, so at the at that point i'm like okay we're we're gonna put a food plot right where i killed Holyfield, right where those scrapes were at we're right on the edge of between both of his bedding areas i can slip in with any west wind it i mean it was just a perfect kill plot so we did that we went in we we cleared all everything out of there and uh and put in some clover. We, I mean, I did a soil sample. We did the, the limed it in in February or March, and then went in and fertilized it after the clover had all come up uh, in August. So it was, it was ideal. Nice. And I'd actually, so that, back up just a little bit more. Right out. So that December after he broke his uh, G1 off that mm-hmm. December, um, well, obviously I keep running cameras and ended up finding both of his sheds in February. Um, just on the south of his bedding area. Uh, so he kind of, like I said, he's, there was a east-west hedgerow, and he was bedding on the north side of it and south side of it. Uh, he had thickets on each side. Just depending on which Yeah, wind. just depending right. on which wind. So we, we got the food plot in. Everything was said. He was coming along real nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew he was going to be big when I started getting velvet pictures of him. <laughs> and you just don't know what he's going to grow into because he had these big old, just balled-up, you know velvet just looks super heavy he from four to or from five to six he put on crazy mass i mean he went from probably 30 inches of mass to uh, almost 40 inches of mass
0: and you probably don't notice it until uh, mike and i were lucky enough we got to come to your house and Mm -hmm. and see the sheds and then also him you know he's in the freezer he's in the (laughs) freezer and uh you you might not notice until you put them together and he's an amazing five-year-old deer Mm -hmm. and then you see the rack sitting on his head and you're just like my god Uh, the mass is what's is amazing yeah it truly
2: is yeah i mean he's only 14 inches wide but 182 inches you don't see too many 14 inch inch deer get to 180s um so yeah i mean really cool deer just a real unique and and different and uh but yeah i I knew he was going to be i knew he was going to be big I, I honestly thought he was 170s, you know, again. Mm-hmm. I, and and I, I, that's what was, I said, too. Um, yeah. I was, yeah. I mean, at a quick glance of 14 inches wide, I just – but he just has so many points, you know, 18 scoreable points, that it starts to add up quick. But uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so I watched him all summer long. <laughs> of course, the anticipation was through the roof. He was, you know, he, he, was, he wasn't daylighting a whole lot, but randomly daylighting, you know, quite a bit in the evening time, very rarely in the morning. But, uh, you know, just kind of keeping his same type of deal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, then season rolls around, and beginning of September, and we have, like, the banner acorn here, which he's probably about 300. My stand's a good 300 yards away from any oak tree that Uh would be dropping. (laughs) And so now he starts disappearing on me for, you know, three, four days at a time. So I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. He's gonna get shot by somebody else. He's gonna, you know, something's gonna happen. You, you just never know. Right. Um, but I, I hunting over clover plots the last four or five years. I always know that that first week, second week of October, boy, they are just, they are a draw. I mean, they really hit the clover hard, especially when there's not a lot of clover around. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's another thing, though. Unfortunately, this year, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but clover is it, abundant. Yeah, it boomed everywhere. everywhere. I mean, everybody's, everybody's yard's full of clover. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it just amazing how good, the which was good because my clover cl- clover plot blew up, but I think he was able to feed on clover elsewhere. Pretty much wherever he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and the acorns, I think the combination of that thing was, you know, was why I was getting him so limited. So at that time, I, that's when I kind of broke down the wind. I was like, okay, I need to figure out when he's getting here, when he's coming, because he— he daylighted uh the eighteenth of October and then didn't daylight again till the seventh. I'm sorry, the eighteenth of September. Gotcha. And didn't daylight again till the seventh of September. And then I actually uh, the eleventh we were gonna hunting. My cousin and I were gonna go hunting on the eleventh of Monday. And it was the same type of deal where it was a northeast wind that morning, switching to the uh northwest west that afternoon mm-hmm. and I had a strong suspicion he was gonna be there. And my cousin, unfortunately, couldn't make it. He had some last-minute things come in, come up, and sure enough, he daylights that afternoon. Oh, man. <laughs> so that was a tough one to swallow, knowing, you know, that – and that was the other thing nice, you know. I Up until this year, I've never had that firsthand information, you know, with the cell cameras. I've never yeah. ran cell cameras, so I just got my first one this year, you know, and uh, that's huge. I mean, that is a big game-changer in itself just because – now you're not checking your camera every week and a week behind on what the deer movement is. you're up to date you okay that deer just daylighted yeah. you know last night with these conditions. It's going to be the same condition in a few days. I can set back up and
0: well and all the all the while i I guess i I shouldn't label them this, but I don't know what else to say. You're having all these little failures mm-hmm. right oh I, yeah, I wasn't there that night, yeah, uh but you're also learning and you're putting pieces of the puzzle together Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. you're okay he's doing it this and like you said you went and started putting data together on on sale cam or trail cam photos Mm -hmm. uh what was the wind doing this day what was the weather like this day Uh, you're failing quote unquote yep because he's still alive and you're actively hunting but i'm learning but the the whole time he's thinking he's all right and you're sitting there going all right i got something for you I'm going to yeah. start figuring you out because I'm guessing you're at that point where you, if you don't do
2: something different, mm-hmm. you're not
0: going to kill him, in your mind right. at least. You yeah, think, and honestly, I, don't, I yeah. don't have a chance at him.
2: Especially when I studied it that first time and saw all the east winds that he was there with. I mean, I literally broke it down, and every daylight, I, I, I got the list. I'd have to show it to <laughs> you guys. But there was like from the previous year to this year, all the daylights, there was maybe 10 daylights this year throughout the summer and once season started. And like nine of the ten were with east winds. Oh wow. Some sort of east wind. And what like I said with that stand set up, I just couldn't do it. Right. And this early this season we had a ton of southeast winds to begin the season with. East, southeast winds, northeast. And I just couldn't hunt it. Um and I and I wouldn't. I mean I I've I've learned that over the years that it is better to be on those big deer you just don't get to make many mistakes. I mean you and, and a lot of times you don't even know that they know you just made a mistake because uh-huh. they they smell you before you have, they ever hit the food plot. 150 yards away and yeah. you didn't even know they were it's, there. Yeah, it's yeah. game over. So I just, I don't take that chance. I, it's funny because I, I feel like I'm a pretty aggressive hunter, but when it comes to the wind and a certain set and especially that time. Now during the rut, a little bit different story because you're not hunting a deer that's on a pattern. You're just hunting deer that are cruising pretty much um and i'll take more chances i'll I'll squeeze in and you know push on places that Mm -hmm. maybe the wind's not ideal for but when i'm hunting a certain deer you know that time of year when they are patternable somewhat patternable then i then i just i stay out until the the conditions are perfect and
1: well, I mean, and that's what makes you a good hunter is you have the patience and the knowledge to know that you can't push those limits mm-hmm. certain times. So right. Sometimes you can go in there, like you were saying, during the yep. rut. And so you got to you gotta learn when you can and when you mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. So. But
2: like you, uh, like you said, you put those six, I didn't quite have six cameras on 10 <laughs> acres. That, that's, that might be a little insane. <laughs> but, uh. well, and the stupid part
0: is I only check, well, I did check three of them the other night after I got down because... Uh, I hunted last last night mm. and I got rained on the entire evening yeah. which was never a really strong rain, so i I was never cold. I thought this is gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. nothing happened, but when I got down, there was three three of those cameras are within mm, eighty, oh, yards. 80 <laughs> yards radius of this main stand that i'm I, I mm-hmm. try to get in, and uh so I just. You know just popped right. into each one of them, and it was quiet, and I could right. get out of there um there's another one that's up in the bedding area uh, that I try to stay out of and catch them coming off of it that mm-hmm. I probably won't see until January. I right. don't even know why I put it up there at this point because right. uh, i'm <laughs> that's not. where your cell camera should go <laughs> Dude, that's you had a good call. <laughs> yeah uh yeah. I, where's I don't remember where the oh, there's one on the tree I climb yeah. uh, just to see if I catch anything as I'm going in, but no um, trespassers. <laughs> No there's, not. no, there's not. Yeah, so They're catching uh, those. No, know but catch a dog from time to time walking right. by. But uh, yeah, it's one of those deals where you're you're learning mm-hmm. as it goes. And and when I pulled those cards last night, I learned some stuff. Oh yeah, there's the main deer I'm after. There, his nickname is Sector. By the way, another Mortal Kombat. Um okay. He showed up one evening, mm-hmm. um, which was two weeks ago, which throws me off, and he hasn't been back on any of those cameras since but at least i go okay yeah he's he's starting to maybe potentially come back a little bit to this area that like i said i'm not in his core core Mm -hmm. um
2: so you know at least it's a a positive note but and it'll be interesting next year because i've noticed a lot of year to year and almost to the day a lot of times that deer will show up in, in daylight like certain days of the year like uh-huh. i mean a lot of times it's to the day sometimes within a day or two but you know that pattern that pattern you know it's it's definitely there yeah, you're you, you 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 talking, yeah, you talking about that yeah you're talking about that with the deer that uh alexis, that alexis yeah huh, alexis yeah. Is going after this year yeah he <laughs> shows up every year in october uh right about the first week of october tail mm-hmm. end of it usually all, you know, about the 7th to 10th and he's done it three years in a row and is there till february and then he's gone So it just yep, it just, you know, it's kind of kind of cool how different deer have different tendencies. But but yeah, so you had the six. So I this year I went in and put four. Um I put it, you know, and all the the we had put in not just that one food plot, but we ended up putting in a couple more food plots this year. And so I put one on the south side of his bedding area, one on the west side, one on the east side, and one on the north side. So Mm -hmm. I had all areas covered. And I was getting I was on the verge of you know, coming up with a backup plan for it. easterly wind on the south side of his bedding area uh, was going to be a little bit more of a rut stand. You know, because it was on the way to another doe bedding area where I was pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And I actually hung that camera there, hung it in the morning about 10:30, and I got trail cam pictures video of him at 12:15 that day <laughs> using a scrape, a mock scrape that I had put up. So, and this is later information that I got after yeah. I killed him. Sure. Um, but it was nice and that was another thing, you know, I, I really wanted to get in there and hold that, put that stand up. But I think a lot of people maybe go in a little too crazy sometimes. They're like, okay, I've got to kill this deer. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to put, you know, three or four stands up for him. But I almost think you don't want to go too deep, too fast. Um, with this deer is the same way because I didn't want to go in and hang that set. And one, because why go in and do a bunch of work? If I don't need to, if I can kill him on the plot that I made for him. But number two is it was close enough to his bedding area. I didn't want to disturb him because I knew if I went in there, even if I did it with a windy day, with a north wind, with everything right, it's still going to lay down a lot of sin. I'm still going to make noise and it's going to pressure him for a few days. And then, you know, it's just one more chance for him to learn more about me instead of me, you know. Being very incognito, slipping in and learning. Yeah, more right, about him. right. Right
0: now, you're learning about him, and he is indifferent to what's going on. Yeah, he has no idea. Yeah, he feels what's like going. Yeah, I got this in the bag. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're learning, and last thing you want to do is all of a sudden then now
2: give him that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, this dude's back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. The go uh, other way stop now. Yeah. Walking this way. Yeah. yeah. Jerk. And. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fast forward to the night. Uh, you know, I, I just three nights before had the opportunity, didn't work out because we didn't, we didn't get to hunt. He daylighted the night that we went in. I was like, this is it. I mean, I was like, I'm by. I don't say 80% very often. That's a pretty high number for me to throw out a number when right. it comes to killing a big mature deer, but it just felt right with. Right. With the conditions and him daylighting those few days. I before, always say, Ty, 50% of the time it works every time. That's right. <laughs> that 60 I thought it was 60%. 60% of the time it works it's every 60, time. 60%. Of Come on, time. you can't mess up movie quotes. Oh, I can mess up movie quotes.
0: <laughs> I really, I love trying movie quotes out because I, I love movies,
2: but uh, I right. almost always mess them up, but you right. get the gist. No, <laughs> I got you. I follow you. But anyway, so we went in there that night, and what's crazy is we didn't see a deer all night long until i i caught some glimpse uh working that same dang scrape line mm-hmm. and i caught some movement through a tree and i was like oh i think i see something and you know we're looking at it and i'm you know moving all around the tree trying to find a little window to look through and see and sure enough i finally catch an antler at times and i seen all the mass and i knew it was him right away and and uh you know it wasn't it wasn't one of those i got lucky and get to watch him forever which that was one thing i, I love about my hijack of a few years ago he Came into the food plot and I got to watch him for like 20 minutes before mm-hmm. I shot him, which was That's pretty, pretty cool to yeah, get to cool. watch a deer like that. But a little nerve wracking, probably yes, at the same time, but yes. But he comes out just perfect. And but what I was going to get at is like you were just saying a minute ago, he was just, I mean, really had no idea. I was no idea we ever hunt, he was being hunted, he was not mm-hmm. nervous at all. He fed right out into the plot, not nervous, walked in, and even when I shot him. The arrow zipped through him so fast. I mean, he comes right out perfect, come to full draw. Didn't have to bleed. Didn't have to do anything. He just stopped to feed, and right leg went forward, and he was quarter. I pretty much broadside, and, and just one of those where you pull the trigger, and the arrow goes right where you want it to. So just, Whoop. yeah, just f- everything felt awesome, and uh, but. I think part of the reason he didn't, you know, a lot of deer in that case just run on a death run. Uh-huh. He had no idea what happened. I mean, he was so comfortable in there, he just runs like ten yards and just stops and what around. What was that? Like type what of the thing. the hell just hit. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. And then you know tips over right there, and of course that makes that much more. Oh yeah. No. Exciting track when, you know, the the emotions were definitely flowing. You know, right. Well, you then. can
0: you can get excited right then and there because you're like, eh, there he is. He's yeah. Dead. You know. There's yeah. no. There's no. Uh, worry that okay did did I mess something up is there
2: is there anything that happened yeah yeah you know? there, that's and funny I are. always say the the best reactions, uh, especially for like, you know, in videography are, are those ones that when the guy sees the deer go down or something, because usually you turn the camera any other time and if it runs off your, in the back of your mind, like, well, I think I made a well, good shot. Yeah, there's and, always that little yeah, bit of hesitation and be down. like,
1: yep. oh man, I hope it looked good. I yeah. hope it worked out. But you don't yeah. ever know for sure unless you do actually see him go down. But all, a little side note, in that case, you got that video on your trail camera too, mm-hmm. didn't you? So I thought that was pretty cool. I saw
0: that
2: on your Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah that's it's pretty funny because we were sharing that. I watched that.
0: Uh, so that's right before you shoot him? Yeah. So he's out?
2: The way I have my uh, camera set up, that camera, I have it set up to, uh, it obviously triggers. It uh-huh. takes a picture. It waits three seconds, takes another picture, waits three seconds, and then takes a 10-second video clip. So he just happened to walk right into the camera <laughs> view. And trips the, the – it gets to the video part of it like literally like four seconds before I shoot him. So it has him walking up and then standing there, you see the sh- – you all of a sudden you hear the the arrow. You can see it go right through him and then he runs off and stops. The only thing it could have been better is – If, if I, it watched it. if it Yeah, if I could have been like 20 seconds, yeah. you know, because uh-huh. it only has a 10-second on that one, on that uh, camera. But it's so cool that we were – I got it home that night and I'm like, well – because it sends – it sends the pictures to my phone, uh-huh. but so it doesn't the send the video. Sure. Okay. So it sent the pictures, and the second picture was his, was him with his head down feeding. And I'm like, well, that had to have been right before the shot. Yeah. So sure Not. I'm thinking, well, there's a chance. It probably got him running off or something, uh-huh. Yeah. some type of video of it. But, you know, we were all watching it with my kids and, and my wife, and, of course, we're playing it for the first time, and we all see it. We're like, oh, my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe it. It's like couldn't have been any better. Just, you know. Part, yeah. of the, part of the dreamer, you know, right. the whole
0: dream No, I, I 100% agree with you. It that just was perfect. Buck I killed two years ago, uh, I never put the card back in when I grab it, when I climb, Uh huh. and I wished I would have because he would have been Right in front Did of it, standing there as I shot yeah. him. Yeah, you know, you just kind of think of that st- sort of stuff, thinking that would be kind of cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, I've, I, I mean, I've seen a few video clips of that, but usually they're kind of off or uh-huh, something right. ain't right. But I mean, this was, one was like he's yeah, right almost there, perfect. almost yeah. like right there in the middle. It worked out. Filming good. from there almost. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's just a
0: well, and that, for people to take away from this, adjusting on the fly, learning. Mm-hmm if you're especially if you're hunting one specific deer learning what they're doing trying to figure out what is it i can do to just win that one time right yeah and had you just kind of done the same stuff you did last season when you were you know hunting him and um holy field yeah maybe he, he might have busted you and you yeah. never see him again yeah or had you not really went back and thought okay what exact wins was he using these days mm-hmm. um you never know what, you know, like you said, you go in there and hang that stand, make a
2: bunch of noise. And, and it, obviously a big part of it too is that that food plot, that kill plot, putting in a small enough plot like that for a draw. I mean, that that really, I think that really helps giving him something, something so comfortable he can go to and feed right by his bedding area. Mm-hmm. Getting just close enough where he feels comfortable, but not too close to where you're going to take a chance of bumping him, you know, every time, right. That entrance and exit is so huge. I know, you know, you had mentioned about going and checking cards. I mean, that's always a risk because you're hunting that deer or you're hunting deer that are potentially going to be coming in right about that time of night. And especially right after dark, you know, a lot of deer. So to me, I, when I check my cameras, it's always mid middle of the day. I always try to use the right wind. I try to do it on like, windy conditions even mm-hmm. um you know just it's all the little bitty things that make that difference right there at the end you know and we all do it differently not saying everybody knows their own property everybody knows you know Yeah, i mean i, I know a lot of different. people
1: you know they'll get on a four-wheeler or a tractor or something yeah. like that and they usually have good luck you know mm-hmm. if they got that motor because they're yep. used to the constant tractors or four-wheelers or whatever they're used to that so that doesn't spook them off and yep. stuff so yeah it's like you said, whatever works for you.
0: Well, yeah. and I I I, um, I I agree with you. I had that thought run through my head last night mm-hmm. when I got down. I said, "You watch. I'm I'm gonna cross this damn creek, and he's gonna be standing there." Uh huh. You know, right? Would I know it was him? Maybe not, because it was dark enough at that point mm-hmm. that I probably wouldn't have, might have seen antlers. I don't know, but right. And I'm sitting there just like, okay. Just go, 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 get it out over with, and get out of here. Yeah. And you know, luckily, like I said, it was really wet, so I was making no sound walking. Right. But it had really calmed down too, mm-hmm. which scared me a little bit, like you were saying. So yeah, oh. it's 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 one of those gambles
2: you take. Yeah. At times. But a lot of times, do I have time to get back and check it? Do I have? Yeah. It's it's I I get right. it. I get it. You know. Uh, Like uh, one thing on Dreamer, you know, this year when I hunted him, I I killed him on the fifth time in this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But every time before that, all fourth, I hated getting out of that tree. I mean, I was always, the first time in, I'm climbing, I get to the last step and uh, my cousin's like, whistling at me and I look up and he's like pointing out in the field and I'm like oh no don't tell me yeah. he's right there and I'm looking out in the clover plot and, and I see this big body moving up and it was a different it was a three year old thank goodness but I mean my heart was like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> yeah. he's gonna no bust, way he's gonna bust but me. every time I'm like okay w- this is like, like a NASCAR. We're, this is a pit crew. We're getting out of this tree as quickly and as quietly as possible because, I mean, that's that's the, that's the a huge part, getting in and it's out. the one thing I hate most
0: about hunting is mm-hmm. no matter what you freaking do in the morning or in the evenings, when I'm going in in the mornings, mm-hmm. I always am like, you watch. I'm going to walk right into this freaking place yep. in the dark, and I I might use a light very minimally to get into places. You know, like, okay, there's my trail or mm-hmm. whatever when I'm getting through. But, you know, you don't know what's in there. You're in, right. you're in the dark. And I, I there's no feeling that's worse when you're walking into your stand and you hear something crash away in yeah. the mornings and you have no idea what the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Or same thing in the evenings. Evening. Yeah. You now it's dark and you're getting down and they could be in the field 80 yards away from you. Right. Um, and as you're exiting the timber, oh, you know, yeah. there they are or something. So, yeah. yeah, I wish there was a way to... Yeah, just get out R- of there, like, snap the your hands and it's noon,
2: <laughs> <laughs> or snap your fingers and it's noon, you can get out of there. Yeah, that that makes it tough, there's no doubt. There's, But I mean, that's just part of
0: hunting, though, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. it's yep. part of the fun of it, too. Yeah. Right. So obviously, yeah, that night, uh, you execute it, and I know this isn't a Tales of the Chase episode, but I would think we'd be doing him uh, injustice if we didn't talk about what Dreamer looks like. So you shoot him, you watch him go down. Yeah. Um.
2: Fight, what was that fight first back to tears <laughs> right right <laughs> for I, sure i, I mean agree. it was it was definitely an emotional moment um just i mean really all that all that time of all of you know me and my buddy and my you know dad and just all the work that just and it, like i said it's it's not just me i i was fortunate enough i i kind of really watched that farm and run it and and so i was fortunate enough to to get to shooting but man it's just it, it it's overwhelming and it's like any moment you know you are just kind of beside yourself and I walk up on him and it's like man, wow he's he's really right there it's so awesome but in a way gosh it's it's over yeah you know you mm-hmm. almost kind of it's, it's kind of sad too there's no a way little bit yep yeah everybody says bittersweet but that's the truth that's it really truly is a little bit bittersweet but I mean I was I was so so excited to to get that opportunity to to harvest that deer I and mean, he's. Like I said, thirty-two years of bow hunting thats the biggest whitetail I've ever shot in Missouri, and and I've been doing it a long time. Yeah, that's a so, long time. Yeah,
1: and yeah. I mean, I'm looking at all your mounts right now, and you got quite some large deer. Yeah, quite a few <laughs> large ones. So yeah,
0: that's saying something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you know the a big takeaway here is you should always be learning mm-hmm. in season, out of season, no matter what. Yeah, and. That could help you with a harvest of if it's just a sing of singular deer singular deer you're after or mm-hmm. if, you know,
2: you've got multiple deer you're you're hunting. Um Yeah, I like those odds better when there's a lot of big ones. I that always makes yeah. life a lot easier. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's there's a different feel, uh, to going and hunting for one single deer than there is when you're when you're just kind of like, especially like during the rut, when you're just kind of, you go and let's you're like. Let's see kinda, what happens. Yeah, let's yeah. let's hope a big one comes by, which is fun. It's a different type of, not saying that's the, I love that time of year, don't get me wrong, but it's just a different feel when when you're expecting a certain deer to show up, you know, at a certain time. Yeah. You know. No, uh, I agree with you.
0: Well, Micah and I both congratulate you. Uh, what an awesome deer. Oh, I appreciate um, it, man. I that feel, I feel uh, humble even getting to to touch his rack and, and get to see him. I mean, in person, that's really cool that, that, uh, we got to, to check him out and, um, obviously excited to, to see everything too. Um, so before we hop off here, mm-hmm. why don't you give everybody, um, you know, your handles, um, let them know how they can see this awesome video of, of his hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, we'll, we'll let you go.
2: Yeah. So I'm, like I said earlier, I'm part of Heartland Bow Hunter. Um, so, all my stuff is pretty much through them uh I do have my own uh uh instagram page it's at t easily seven four um i think that's it and it yeah. i I never look at it anymore I <laughs> I remember I, don't think I, it's, I think it's at t easily seven uh, four anyways but they're they're looking it up so uh but yep. yeah this this episode will probably air i'm sure on the outdoor channel next uh probably eh, depending on who kills what in the group and what, but <laughs> sometime next July, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I am uh, on my Instagram page. I have been kind of going over the story, which I went over a lot of it. I'm, yeah. I may go over a little bit different things on the on the story, and right. there's also pictures and videos, which I went through and put a, a little video of him growing throughout his velvet, which is really cool to see him starting in June going all the way to september and you can just see his antler growth which is pretty cool yeah um and then a bunch of pictures from when he was three years old all the way to six years old so to, I, I that's i love i love watching a deer grow i mean be it a 100 and you know 15 120 inch six seven year old or if it's a uh, 180 inch you know six or seven year old i just love i love building that history with a yeah. deer and and watching them grow and just and seeing you know it, it, seeing what they can what end do you up ha- doing. so what do you have planned for the rest of the season You're obviously tagged out till after right till rifle Yep. So. so I've got one trip planned to Kansas uh, where I'm hopefully gonna go kill yeah. another giant <laughs> that like that one behind sons. me. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's a big one. Uh, he was a big one. But uh, yeah, I go out there with Heartland Pride Outfitters and man, they those guys got some property to hunt, man, and it's not. I mean, it's not like it's high fence. We were talking just farms, uh-huh. it's just pe- places they lease out. So, I mean, it's it's hunting. I mean, I didn't kill there last year. I went out there last year, and if you I end up killing this year, I, had a, I hunted one deer, got hooked up on one deer. And, I, and he know, won. And he won. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he beat me down. It wasn't even close. I mean, <laughs> I'd never even seen him. That's and one of those he, learning experiences oh. that
0: you uh, – you you take after the ass kicking. Oh yeah. Okay, what can I learn from
2: <laughs> this? Worst <laughs> part about that one was the day the morning I leave, he daylighted that afternoon and I hunted that I hunted that deer like six days in a row. Sounds about Never right. Never saw him once. Yeah. It's that's probably crazy. a one eighties giant. It just but you know, I I love it, I wouldn't change it. That's I get I get that way. A little stubborn sometimes, but oh, That's yeah. all right. No, no and and, and like you were just saying a couple minutes ago.
0: Whether it's you're you're chasing a three and a half year old hundred and thirty inch deer or a a, a beast like um, Dreamer, Dream, yeah. I mean, it's what are you getting out of this, right? Mm-hmm. And if if it gets your blood pumping, yep, it, that's that's what matters. Um, I think it's really cool to see. You know, we all, Micah, myself, Andy, um, most of the guys we hunt hunt with, we we try to take mature whitetails mm-hmm. if we can, um, and a lot of us do it that way. Other people don't. Yeah, That's perfectly fine. I don't happy. care. Yeah, right? Don't measure
2: yourself against anyone else. It's yeah. right. what, like you said, it's whatever makes you happy. But yeah. but, yeah, the rest of my year, just be pretty much filming my dad. I mean, I I don't ever get greedy. Very rarely do I kill two deer. I don't know. I think I've killed two deer in Missouri one time in all those years about hunting. Mm-hmm. Really? Just because I don't. I mean, usually once I kill one, I'm filming my dad my, you know, couple of guys I hunt with all the time, my daughter. I mean, I, I want to share that, you know, because uh-huh. I'm yeah. still hunting. I like mean, I may hun- not be pulling the trigger, but I'm still hunting. I'm still getting, yeah. and I still play the game. I mean, know. that's still fun.
1: I oh, mean, getting yeah. out there with a the camera, and we talk about it all the time. You know, uh, if one of us tags out, we, we're going to start trying to film each other because, mm. I mean, it's, it's enjoyable, and it gives you an excuse to get back out there a little more. So. Yeah. And, and I think this year is a perfect year right. to do it. Yeah.
2: to share that moment in the tree to me, I I couldn't imagine, you know, a lot of people, and I get people love going and hunting by themselves and just enjoying God's creation. I I get that. I do that too. But, um, I, that when that moment finally happens to have someone right there with you to share that with, oh, that's what just, that's what really does it for me. I love sharing that moment.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, we, we talk about it every year and then we get busy hunting right <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think this is one of those years though that me me personally if i were to get one of the deer that i'm after i'd i'd probably hang it up mm-hmm. and and start doing stuff with the guys because mm-hmm. that's just one of those years where there's not really the other ones that i'm really after right or the other ones that are there just aren't necessarily what i maybe want to go after this year so right um it might be a good opportunity of course we're sitting on october 21st right it's, it's, i i literally it's don't think i'm any closer than i was you know at the that's what's
2: awesome about it <laughs> i could talk to you guys in two days from now and you both could be tagged out that would be terrific. That's the awesome uh, thing about deer hunting. Yeah, next it. time I get to go, Tars, I
1: think the wife yeah. gave me the
0: okay for Friday. So okay, so three days I'll yeah, talk to you yeah. and you'll be tagged out. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I I'm gonna, so I, unfortunately, am in a wedding. that Not unfortunately. I'm right. in a wedding this weekend. <laughs> um, And so I've got rehearsal dinner Friday night. And I've got the wedding Saturday. And then my daughter's in a softball tournament. So I'm going to beg to go Friday morning. Before the, the rehearsal, right. <laughs> uh, assuming everything's correct. But um, and then before that, I think I'm gonna take some time off next week. Yeah, from work and, and get out there. I but.
2: saw thirties, I know, Monday and it's, it's, That's which, crazy. For which an, is October. great for
1: hunting. It's. And it's great for my business, but that just means that I have to don't work. Oh, that <laughs> big thing yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm in the propane business, so everybody's getting cold. so They're calling up. And so, I mean, it is what it is. Hank you know. Hill's going to get busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just part <laughs> of that it. Means that means I'm
2: going to be cold. I work for AT&T outside. You know, that's my full-time gig. I don't do Heartland Bowhunter. Uh, a lot of people don't know that about me, and especially people I go to church with. Are, what? You don't do that for them? Well, I, no, I, I got a job just like you and, <laughs> and make time to hunt. But uh, yeah, it'll be cold outside for me too, getting yep. on poles and that. But but you know that's we we live for that cold weather. When oh we yeah, get them white tails up and moving.
1: I know, and it's it's weird, but I, I told you guys earlier, but I saw a pretty good sized buck that got hit on the road, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is. I hate seeing that but i also like seeing that because that just means they're moving more and more yeah you know totally. so they're they're starting to get up on their feet a little a little more so it's
0: that time you know yeah, so yeah it it's is. exciting so so uh, everybody um you know go check out ty's instagram obviously uh heartland bowhunter when it comes out and you'll see a um, awesome video like they always put out um well
1: i mean sorry but yo, go ahead heartland Bowhan- bowhunter they Y'all's production is by far the best in the business, I think. I mean, I don't watch a ton of hunting shows, but the ones I do, y'all y'all beat them all just in your production. <laughs> I mean,
2: the quality that y'all put out is just awesome. We well, I mean, I re- we really appreciate that. We that's what we strive. We always, you know, from the beginning, we've we've strived to tell the story with the lens and not have to you know explain talk it. and explain everything <laughs> throughout. Yeah, and not, you know all, yeah. all shows are again just like hunting. Uh, all shows are different. Everybody's right. got their different feel. People like different things, but we always strive to be that type of show that you could sit down with your wife and watch it because mm-hmm. yeah. she could get some enjoyment out of you know. No, we go uh, to your guys' that, uh, so. is it the premiere every year mm-hmm. or whatever yep. until COVID this year. Yeah, right? that that, <laughs> that put, yeah that yeah, put I a damper
0: it. on it, and I walk away almost mad like. <laughs> That was so damn good. <laughs> I don't even want to freaking film I <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, what am I gonna do? Oh, look at this Sony handycam that I stuck uh, out here. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm just kidding. It it does make you think about trying to catch stuff on on mm-hmm. camera, and, and I've dabbled here and there. But there's times I don't do it either. But so, congratulations again. Uh, I really that, appreciate that is it. awesome. Yeah, um, yeah thank, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank so, you guys um, for letting me tell the story. Yeah,
2: and, and I love sharing it. You know, that's part of. Part of hunting, man. It's, this is yeah. what I love. So. Maybe we'll
0: have you on again sometime to take, talk more about some more tactic-type t- things, okay. too. Yeah, yeah or sometime. maybe yeah. filming or something yeah. like that. Yeah, little yeah, stuff. yeah. So or maybe uh, if my
2: daughter kills hot shot, maybe we There we go. Do that. Then
0: yeah. we'll give her a proper Tales of the Chase episode. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, congrats again. Unless you have anything else, we'll hop off.
2: No, nope, no, just appreciate you guys letting me uh, tell the story, and, and uh, it was nice getting to hang out. Yeah, no, yeah. thanks That's for cool. coming on. Yep. Thank All you, All right. Ty. We'll see you, man. All right, thank you.
1: That was an awesome story. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Like we said in the show and in the beginning, you want to get on uh, his Instagram and check out all that stuff and it'll, you know, just kind of tie it all together. Cause we can, we can paint a picture and Ty can paint a picture of what the deer is and everything, but until you see it and you I mean, unfortunately know. you couldn't see it in person like we did. And we actually got to put our hands on it and its sheds prior. Um,
0: but it is one amazing, deer. awesome deer. So and it's just more for you to learn, right? There's there's so much I learned in this episode that as soon as we get off, uh, I'm gonna pick Ty's brain more. <laughs> um And you know, you just you learn to put those little pieces back together, yep. and hopefully, it all works out for you. And there's a lot of people, me included, that are stubborn, and that's true. You've yeah. got to start rolling with the punches, maybe a little more. You know, there's times where maybe I. I stick with what I think is the right choice when I really should be paying attention to things that are screaming at me. Yeah. Yeah, or Like like he was
1: saying how he went back to prior years and trail cameras and started picking – he only would come out in this wind and doing, you know, and break it down, getting the data and all that. And, right. You know, I, I know for me – well, for this year for me, it's totally different because they're all – it's new properties and I just – I'm just now getting all the information that I've gotten and it's just been a rough year so far, but
0: eventually, you know, it should come together. Shape together. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Um, keep tuned in, uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the, uh, the podcast. Um, we would really appreciate it. Um, and keep tuning in. We've got some really good episodes already recorded that we're going to be coming out with. And some other stuff we're going to be doing, some some charity organizations we're going to be talking with that we're really excited about, mm-hmm. um, that I just found out about and, and met with uh, last week. So we're excited to do those episodes too. So yep. uh, stay tuned. We got some some stuff coming up. And unless you got anything else, that's it. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye.